from the studios of Adventist World Radio in Pune. A very warm welcome to you. This is the international service in English from Adventist World Radio in Pune. On our broadcast today, we have music followed by a story for children. With more music coming in, you will also hear a short message from God's word. This is Maureen. I'm your host Sharad and you are listening to Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. Let's begin our program with a song. listening to Adventist World Radio the voice of hope from Pune India and now it's time to hear a story by Mrs Suniti Madhu how much does a horse know dear friends today i'm going to tell you a story entitled how much does a horse know did you ever know that horses sometimes go to school the horses in this story did and they learned some of the things you learn to how much does a horse know i asked mr naidu the successful horse trainer about as much as the average man more than a great many he answered promptly you can't believe it will you give me just half an hour to prove it but i said you can teach a horse certain tricks which become a mere matter of habit but that proves nothing to the horse's intelligence i won't argue with you wait he said smiling pleasantly rani he called a slight shuffling followed in the stall then a beautiful little bay mare came trotting up to where we stood 
she stopped beside the teacher and rubbed her head lovingly against his arm gazing curiously at me bow to the gentleman he, the teacher said rani nodded her pretty head towards me now shake hands she lifted her left foot is that the right foot he asked one could actually see a look of confusion on her intelligent face as she quickly corrected her mistake rani is like some children she can't seem to tell the difference between her right hand and her left said he patting her affectionately now count 1 2 3 he added tap 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 went the iron sword hoof on the floor good said the teacher now get the gentleman a chair i must confess i thought this was going a little too far the tricks she had shown were ordinary enough there were the result of careful training but this quiet request to bring a chair rather surprised me i watched to see what she would do she trotted over to the opposite side of the room and in a few minutes returned bringing a chair in her teeth here said mr naidu pointing to the place where he wanted me to sit now he said wait until i bring on the rest of my scholars he crossed the room and put his hand on the swinging door that led to the stalls rani started to follow him why don't you stay with the gentleman he said quietly without turning his head just as one would speak to a child rani turned obediently and came back to my side i confess i felt rather embarrassed and hardly knew how to treat this little lady horse suddenly i thought of some candy that i had in my pocket and soon we were getting on rather nicely eating candy together in the meantime mr naidu had returned he was followed by a dozen horses they marched sobbily in and arranged themselves along one side of the room it would be impossible to describe all they went through marching back and forth dancing in perfect time to mr naidu's whistle lying down kneeling down bowing jumping all at the quiet command of the teacher in fact his voice was so low and gentle that it could hardly be called a command it was more likely a request which they very promptly obeyed one handsome arabian horse attracted my attention and the teacher at once called this horse to him how do you do salim he said the horse bowed is that the way you bow in arabia salim at once dropped on his knees and touched his forehead to the floor the teacher gave him the signal to get up that is an extremely difficult thing to do he said turning to me does he understand what you say i asked does he not act as if he did was the teacher's answer
There is no doubt that the horses understand every word I say to them. I could see no reason why if a horse can understand the meaning of go long, wow, he could not learn more. So I began to teach two or three and soon I had the school around me. I noticed you speak in a low, quiet tone while so many who have anything to do with horses seem to think it necessary to yell at the top of their voices. A horse is not deaf. His hearing is quite quick. Then a man's and yelling only tends to make him harder to manage. You can lay it down as a rule that the louder a man shouts at a horse, the less he knows about horses. But then half the men who have charge of horses now should be made to practice 10 years on a wooden horse before they are allowed to touch a live one. How do you manage to teach them so much? I asked. Anyone with patience can train horses and almost any horse can be trained. The trouble is that most people have very little patience and a great many horses are spoiled by half-witted owners who are not fit to have charge of a wooden horse. By this time, the pupils were becoming restless. School is dismissed, the teacher said to them. Each horse left his place, came up to the teacher and walked away to his stall. How much does a horse know? asked Mr. Naidu, turning to me and repeating my own question. A good deal more than some men, for he knows enough to do his duty carefully and to the best of his ability. I answered promptly as I took my leave. Remember, listeners, if dumb animals can be taught a sense of duty and obedience and faithfulness, to what height should boys and girls create in the image of God attain? How happy we should be that God loved us so much that He gave His only Son to restore us to a life of obedience and faithfulness. Thank you for an inspiring story. Friends, God's Word is our guide to success. It teaches us the truth and equips us with the skills and understanding to live life to the fullest. Indeed, dishonesty, jealousy, anger, hatred, revenge, avarice, prejudice, selfishness and exploitation are shown to be factors which destroy peace within the individual, in relationship and in society. Dear listener, love, understanding, forgiveness, reconciliation, acceptance of one's fault, generosity, personal commitment to justice and peace are upheld as values which can guide a young person throughout life and bring peace and harmony on earth when they are practiced by all. We would love to hear from you. You may contact us with your questions or prayer requests by calling 000-800-040-1704. Again, the number to call is 000-800-040-1704. 
do follow these programs on our website that is awr.org slash English program. Before you hear God's word, here's another song. There's a home that human tongue cannot describe Where the sun will no longer shine its light to hear God's word. Dear listener, this life is not all there is. Life on earth is just the dress rehearsal before the real production. You will spend far more time on the other side of death that is in eternity than you will here. 
earth is the staging area the preschool the tryout for your life in eternity it is the practice workout before the actual game the warm up lap before the race begins this life is preparation for the next at most you will live a hundred years on earth but you will spend forever in eternity your time on earth is as sir thomas browne said but a small parenthesis in eternity you were made to last forever dear listener the bible says god has planted eternity in the human heart ecclesiastics chapter 3 verse 11 you have an inborn instinct that longs for immortality this is because god designed you in his image to live for eternity even though we know everyone eventually dies death always seems unnatural and unfair the reason we feel we should live forever is that god wired our brains with that desire one day your heart will stop beating that will be the end of your body and your time on earth but it will not be the end of you your earthly body is just a temporary residence for your spirit the bible calls your earthly body a tent but refers to your future body as a house the bible says when this tent we live in our body here on earth is torn down god will have a house in heaven for us to live in a home he himself has made which will last forever while on earth offers many choices eternity offers only two heaven or hell your relationship to god on earth will determine your relationship to him in eternity if you learn to love and trust god's son jesus you will be invited to spend the rest of eternity with him on the other hand if you reject his love forgiveness and salvation you will spend eternity apart from god forever cs lewis said there are two kinds of people those who say to god thy will be done and those to whom god says all right then have it your way tragically many people will have to endure eternity without god because they chose to live without him here on earth when you fully comprehend that there is more to life than just here and now and you will realize that life is just preparation for eternity you will begin to live differently you will start living in light of eternity and that will color you how you handle every relationship task and circumstances suddenly many activities goals and even problems that seemed so important will appear trivial petty and untrustworthy for your attention the closer you live to god the smaller everything else appears when you live in light of eternity your value change you use your time and money more wisely you place a higher premium on relationships and character instead of fame or wealth or achievements 
or even fun. Your priorities are recorded. Keeping up with friends, trends, fashions and popular values just doesn't matter as much anymore. Friends, Paul said, I once thought all these things were so very important, but now I consider them worthless because what Christ has done. Philippians chapter 3 verse 7. If your time on earth were all there is to uh, your life, I would suggest you start living it up immediately. You could uh, forget being good and ethical and you wouldn't have to worry about any consequences of your actions. You could indulge yourself in total self-centeredness because your actions would have no long-term repercussion. But, and this makes all the difference, death is not the end of you. Death is not your termination, but your transition to eternity. So, there are eternal consequences to everything you do on earth. Every act of your life uh, strikes some chord that will vibrate in eternity. Dear friend, the most damaging aspect of contemporary uh, living is short-term thinking. To make the most of your life, you must keep the vision of eternity continually in your mind and the value of it in your heart. There's far more to life than just here and now. Today is uh, the visible tip of the iceberg. Eternity is all the rest you don't see underneath the surface. What is it going to be like in eternity with God? Frankly, the capacity of our brains cannot handle the wonder and greatness of heaven. It would be like trying to describe the internet to an ant. It's futile. Friends, words have not been invented that could possibly convey the experience of eternity. The Bible says, no mere man has ever seen, ever heard, or even imagined what wonderful things God has ready for those who love the Lord. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. My friend, however, God has given us glimpses of eternity in His Word. We know that right now, God is preparing an eternal home for us. In heaven, we will be reunited with loved ones who are believers, released from all pain and suffering, rewarded for our faithfulness on earth, and reassigned to do work that we will enjoy doing. We won't lie around on clouds with hallows playing harps. We will enjoy unbroken fellowship with God, and He will enjoy us for an unlimited, endless uh, forever. Dear listener, one day Jesus will say, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. C.S. Lewis captured the concept of eternity on the last page of the Chronicles of Narnia, his seven-book children's fiction series. For us, this is the end of all the stories. 
but for them it was only the beginning of the real story all their life in this world they had been the cover and the title page now at least they were beginning chapters one of the great story which uh, no one on earth has read which goes on forever and in which every chapter is better than the one before dear friend god has a purpose for your life on earth but it doesn't end here his plan involves far more than the few decades you will spend on this planet it's more than the opportunity of a lifetime god offers you an opportunity beyond your uh, imagination and beyond your lifetime the bible says god's plans endure forever his purposes last eternally the only time most people think about eternity is at funerals and then it's often shallow sentimental thinking based on ignorance you may feel it's morbid to think about death but actually it's unhealthy to live in denial of death and not consider what is inevitable only a fool would go through life unprepared for what we all know will eventually happen you need to think more about eternity not less just as the 9 months you spent in your mother's womb were not an end in themselves but preparation for life so this life is preparation for the next if you have a relationship with god through jesus you don't need to fear death it is the door to eternity my friend it will be the last hour of your time on earth but it won't be the last of you rather than being the end of your life it will be your birthday into eternal life the bible says this world is not our home we are looking forward to our everlasting home in heaven measured against eternity our time on earth is just a blink of an eye but the consequences of it will last forever the deeds of this life are the destiny for the next we should be realizing that every moment we spend in these earthly bodies is time spent away from our eternal home in heaven with jesus dear friend we find this promise this eternal home the promise of a eternal home in second corinthians chapter 5 verse 6 years ago a popular slogan encouraged people to live each day as the first day of the rest of your life actually it would be wiser to live each day as if it were the last day of your life matthew henry said it ought to be the business of every day to prepare for our final day dear listener may god bless you to prepare your lives to meet the lord when he comes in the clouds of heaven may god bless you let's pray our great and mighty father god of our universe we believe in your promise to give man eternal life through faith in jesus christ lord we are looking forward in faith for your coming soon create in us dear lord a will to accept your will in our life in jesus precious name we pray amen
Thank you for listening today to this program. We so enjoyed studying together this important topic. We would love to hear from you. You may contact us with your questions or prayer requests by calling 000-800-040-1704. Again, the number to call is 000-800-040-1704. We also invite you to visit our website for these programs and that is awr.org slash English program. This is your host Sharad and I'm Maureen signing off from Adventist World Radio. Do join us again along with your family and friends. Until then we wish you goodbye and God bless you. Bye.